Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Woohoo! It is Friday, June 4th, and that means it is the first Friday of the month, and that means it's time for Chat with Crystal, empowered coaching conversations with real women from around the world, and of course, I'm Crystal. And I'm excited to be here with you today live. Uh, I love that we do this live. Uh, For those of you who are maybe listening for the first time wondering, how can I chat with Crystal and get some coaching at no charge? All you have to do is visit us at www.swatinstitute.com. You'll see the little resources on the menu bar there and just click on podcast and it will give you all the dial-in information so you can actually come into the little private conference room. Fingers crossed our internet does well today. And uh, and then all you have to do is uh, raise your hand on your keypad to let us know that you're in the queue and you'd like to chat. I never know who's going to be here, so I'm always thankful someone shows up. And uh, I never know what we're going to talk about, but empowerment coaching has a real formula to it and it has a process, which is always really important when you're taking any kind of program like this, whether it's, it's, it's any type of coaching, you want to have a really solid framework so that no matter what is coming up for you or as a coach, no matter what's coming up for your client, you really have a framework that works, processes and interventions that work for, you know, it's not always about strategy. It's about first figuring out where you're at emotionally or how empowered you feel, because we're always going to view the world through our own lenses. Um, I was listening to Dr. Phil, love him or hate him, he was saying um, the other day to a young girl, but feelings aren't facts. Feelings aren't facts. And I wanted to say, I know that. Feelings aren't facts, Dr. Phil. You're so right. They're not factual, but they are factual about how you feel. And how you feel is going to set the tone for how you perceive things, how you hear things, how you witness things, how when you read something, what it means to you. How It's the filter through which you see the world and the way that you, you're showing up in the world. So no, feelings aren't facts. And that's why, you know, the, one of the highest levels of empowerment is actually reason. I know it seems so boring. Uh, It doesn't seem very emotional to be reasonable, but reason resonates right under love. And that's why um, that would be more, you know, you're you're actually at a level where you're like, oh, I'm really seeing this through really rational, reasonable lenses. And that allows us to, um, you know, have have a greater perspective on the same problem. Now, if someone, though, isn't in that, Place, which who is all the time? I'm not. I mean, it's like a goal we want to work towards man being able to resonate in love and joy and peace. That's amazing. Like that's where like Gandhi or Buddha or Jesus or like the greatest, they are right up there. The rest of us are 
obviously wanting to work towards that. I mean, some people don't even know that's what they're wanting to work towards. I kind of think of it almost like a ladder and we're, you know, we're all, or the game shoots and shoots and ladders or snakes and ladders, you know, it's like we're just going through life and we're all trying to get to the top of the board game and then something comes along and maybe it's a snake tail and we slide back down and then we're moving along the game again and then, whoa, we hit a ladder and we, whoo, we feel great. Something happens where we're like, whoo, we we feel we feel happier we feel joyful we and you can't help but see things through those lenses so it never means that if you hit a snake tail so to speak and you've fallen back down into a low place the way you feel how you're talking to yourself about yourself how you feel about yourself that is never to say you're wrong it's not factual well it's not fact you are amazing but you are feeling like you're not amazing or this situation isn't amazing and maybe it's not amazing. And so my job and what we do as an empowerment coach is we, we meet you exactly where you're at. We look at the story through those lenses exactly where you're at and we have distinct and unique processes exclusive to the SWAT Institute for our empowerment coaching program and our empowerment coach certification that allows you to be in that emotion, kind of find the gift of that emotion, which then allows you to shift higher. And I know sometimes we want to like, you know, get in an elevator and hit the penthouse, the top floor and just be like, whoo, all the way up. The problem, though, is sometimes we try to spiritually bypass different emotions. We try to, like, just skip over the mid-levels. Like, who wants to feel fear? Who wants to feel angry? Who wants to feel, like, you know, some of those emotions that are in there on the way up to reason, they don't feel so good. So we want to, like, bypass those ones. But what I've learned in my 50 years here on earth and I've been through my own fair share of trials and tribulations and trauma is that we can't bypass certain emotions we end up getting anchored back down just below it so if we won't allow ourselves to explore our fear we always stay in a state of sort of grieving the could have been and the should have been and the ought to have been if we don't ever let ourselves explore anger, then we stay stuck in desire, always comparing ourselves, wanting, wishing, hoping, dreaming, like buying the lottery ticket, waiting, wondering when we're gonna finally, you know, get a better life and get into action to create the life we deserve. So that's why these different emotions, some feel more quote unquote positive excuse me, and some feel more quote-unquote negative, and I say they're, none of them are positive or negative. They just are all part of us. Like a piano has a whole range of keys, you know, all these different notes. And there's not ones that are positive and negative. There's just ones that are higher frequency and lower frequency. And <clears throat> all you have to do is play the the, the keys of the piano that are way down at the end to know those are the sounds that they play in like the scary movies. Boom, boom, boom. 
it feels lower, it feels slower, it feels heavier. And if I'm going through life every single day, as soon as my eyes begin to wake up in the morning and I'm already telling myself a story about who I am through those low, low lenses, it's hard to, you know, sing and whistle a little tune and feel like a little songbird because they're just resonating in different places. So our job is not to say, oh, you're down there, that, oh, you're bad. Oh, you're not very enlightened. It, it's just to say, hey, what can we do to slowly help you shift the way you're telling yourself or seeing this story so that it serves you, so that it starts to work for you, so that you start to get your needs met because that's your right in life to get your needs met. You matter. Your life matters. Your needs matter. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your culture, your community, your religion. None of that matters. But you matter. Your life matters. So today I would love to do some coaching we have a couple of hands that have gone up here in our queue. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because what would I do without you? I wouldn't have a podcast without women who have the courage to call in on the phone or on their computer through the web call and press star two, raise their hand, and be willing to get some insight into themselves and just know I have no agenda except to help you reach a higher level of empowerment so that you can feel better. And when you feel better, you're able to do better for yourself. And that's all I'm here to do. So there's nothing you could tell me that will shock me. And also, there's nothing you're going to tell me that I'm going to carry with me for the rest of the weekend like I'm not going to take on the weight of your world and and that's freeing too because then you don't have to feel bad about sharing your stuff I'm I'm so here like a just a, a best friend that's got your back like and I've been doing this a long time and there is a real method sometimes to what might appear like madness um it and it, and without fail we always seem to have these really fulfilling conversations where where whether you're listening, whether you're listening to the replay, or whether you're the actual woman who's getting the coaching, we all have aha moments. We all feel like the light turns on just a little brighter, and we all feel just a little better. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for those of you who have called in. And I'm going to go to number one in the queue. And I have a funny feeling. It's Alan. Hey, Alan. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. How are you? Oh, I'm okay, I guess. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk. There's a little laugh there. So, yeah, a little laughter. Yeah, there's a lot of processing going on. There's a lot of heaviness in the world right yeah. now. And um, and I know I I recognize your voice right away. So I know that we're also doing some really intense healing work in the course we're mm -hmm. also doing together, the Emotional Edge 2.0. So yes. tell me what's coming up for you, Alan. How can I support you today? Well, 
I kind of wanted to talk about my chubby bubby. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to I'm tell looking me? at her. Yeah. Okay, I, I say a lot of nasty things about her. Yeah. But, um, but I'm looking at her, too, and trying to reason as to why I carry her. Um, we all and, do. And I, I know do. I look at her as protection. Yeah. But I don't look at her only as protection from outside. I look at her as protection from inside. Yeah, yeah. What do you think she's protecting her you from from about you? Um, what do you think she's afraid that you'll do if you're not chubby? I think she would be hmm. I guess I could say she'd be promiscuous. Yeah, well there that's and geez, if if she if you're if your mother energy, your Puritan, your Puritan and your chubby bubby are in cahoots. They are like, we do not want Ellen losing weight. She's gonna go cheat on her husband. She's gonna run well, naked through the forest. She's going to dance with the fairies on the full moon. Trouble. And that may happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, here's... But that's what the, I mean. Okay, well, I know in the past. Okay, yeah, it has happened. Yeah, so and I lost all that weight. Yeah, uh, and I thought I was beautiful. Yeah. I loved myself. Yeah, and I was exercising. I was eating right. You were I was a goddess. Doing all the great things I should do. Yeah, and. I looked at my husband at the time, and I just kind of said, you're not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, Ellen, I, I want to tell you something, and then I, I want you to carry on. What okay. you're telling me is so universal. Like, what you're telling me is not just an Ellen thing. That is a woman thing. We mm -hmm. don't even realize that sometimes we're so afraid of ourselves. We're so afraid of our own daughter energy. We're so afraid of our charmer. We're so afraid of our inner seductress. We're so afraid of our drama queen. We're so afraid of the part of us that like needs, wants, thrives on affection and attention and sex and and touch and pleasure and and we're we're so afraid and maybe your husband's even there right now. I don't know. Did I just hear him in the background? Because he, he, yeah, yeah. So we're really, you're really, you're really courageous. Um, this oh, it's the current one. Oh, this is a new one. Okay, but here's the thing, Ellen. What we don't heal, we repeat. Oh yes. So what I'm hearing is, I I'm just wondering, Ellen. I haven't allowed myself to tell myself or my partner the truth, the full truth about who I am. And you just have to tell him, honey, I'm on a live coaching call and I can't talk right now. And I'm wondering if maybe what you're afraid of is telling the truth and what yeah. that might mean. And I get it, Ellen. I got a chubby bubby too that helps keep me safe from myself. 
because listen, you and I, we are we are the free birds in the world. We are the ones that if we were almost a little afraid, I think it's in every woman. Every woman's got the potential to be, you know, free and fun and swinging from the chandeliers and, you know, running naked through the ocean with the lovers. And like, it's, it is a part of our humanity. And if, we've been taught which hey we all have whether we defied it or we we whether we rebelled against that part of us or whether we embraced her in our society women are not supposed to behave that way so there is a lot of shame around our sexuality there's a lot of shame around promiscuity even the way uh -huh. we say it, right? Like, I would be promiscuous. Well, you know, we should all put on Nelly Furtado's song. When I got together with my husband, I used to play that song, Promiscuous. You might not even know it. And I played it a lot because I almost wanted him to know, like, hey, this is, don't try to change me. You know, I'm a free, I am who I am. But then, of course, he tried to change me. And I put on a nice 30 pounds, too, to be like, geez, you know, um... Yeah, I get it all. Ellen, I completely 100% get it. So the question that's coming up for me is, do you feel fulfilled in your marriage? Do you think it's anything to do with him? Do you think maybe you're a sexual being and you're not getting your sexual needs met? Do you think you could lose the weight and, and get your needs met within your marriage? And if not, would your marriage withstand you saying, I need more attention than I get. And when I lose weight, I feel so good about myself. I'm going to require more from you, honey. And I want to grow old with you and only you. So you need to walk this journey with me. Keep up. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know. Of course, I'm really not sure. Those are really big um, questions. It is. And, uh, I mean, I know what I was like, you know, in the past. Yeah. I know what I did and what I didn't do. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. And, uh, and, well, um. How did it make you feel when you lost all the weight and then you traded your husband in? Um, did you feel guilty about it afterwards? Did you feel happy about it afterwards? How did you feel about yourself in the decisions that you made? I was happy about it. Okay. So um, what are you afraid that you might turn ch trade this guy into? Well, I've done it before. I've traded him in. <laughs> come well, back to here's, <laughs> here's what's interesting, Ellen. He's still there. I know. I'm just... Yeah, yeah. I, I, hate back. To, I hate to say this um, because, Ellen, this doesn't sound very empowered, I know. But, you no. know, I think we women underestimate the power of a man's love <laughs> when he loves us. I think yeah, sometimes like, we underestimate. Like, we, we, we imprison ourselves way more than they're imprisoning us, I think, a lot of times. We think... We think we have to leave. We think we have to cheat. We think we have to. It's all or nothing. And 
I wonder if if you lost the weight and you needed and you needed attention, which you you do need more attention, but maybe it's that you need attention by having your own business. Maybe it's the attention you need is you're being on a stage and talking to thousands of women. Maybe the attention is that you need your own podcast. Maybe the attention isn't sexual. It's just fulfilling a part of you that is designed to 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 get attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like I need to be on a stage and I'm just glad I chose it with a mic talking and not a pole. Right. <laughs> You know, I don't think I could do the poll. Well, I don't think I could either. I'm too, I'm too shy. When it comes down to it, I'm too shy. Like I'm okay one on one, but like, don't put me in front of a group of people because that would just mortify me. Yeah. But my point yeah. is, some of us are wired. Diff- we're we're all wired a little differently. Some of us are meant to be performers. We're meant to be. Um, we're meant to. That's just part of our wiring. That's what lights us up. And if we're not doing that then we start seeking out attention in ways that hurt our spirit. Yes, that's true. So I think it's sometimes like when we're inspired, we're in spirit. And so I I try to really remind myself of the same thing. Like, Crystal, you're safe to lose weight. Like, you're safe to lose weight. You you could lose weight. I think I just muted you. You're still there, right? Okay, you're good. Um, I have to remind myself like of the same thing, Ellen. Like, okay, well, wait a second. Chubby Bubby, I know you're so afraid of me losing weight that I'll mess this marriage up. But what if I promise you I'm going to put all of my energy and focus into what will really light me up? And I I don't need to put it into another person. I need to put it into me. I need to put it into my dreams. I need to put it into what was really going to make me at the end of the day say, I did it. And can you do it, Chubby? Well, I probably could yeah. do it, Chubby. Of course you could do it, Chubby. But I would feel better doing it not Chubby. Well, that's because we have a story about that Chubby isn't as what? Attractive, chubby isn't as as what? Um, I, I guess it's uh, it's yeah. One is not as attractive. I guess two is not as healthy. Okay. You know, um, it's kind of like who are you to tell me? If you're sitting there and. Yeah, but that's also, okay, and we're doing this archetype work, so someone who's just listening for the first time might be like, I, what are these ladies talking about? We're, we're talking about, I teach a lot in archetypes, and that we have this full range of archetypes. So that could also be your perfectionist, Ellen, that's saying, you can't do this until you're perfect. Women aren't going to listen to you unless you're perfect. And that's mm-hmm. not true, Ellen. That isn't true. Like, listen, I, I I've... I have had mentors that when I got to know them and I'm so glad really in a way that this happened to me really young because I got my first book deal with Hay House when I was 33 and I got to travel with people who we all put on state we all put on pedestals like we think they're like on the right hand of God and they're people and I might see them 
drink a little more alcohol than I would have ever dreamed that they even drank, or I might have seen them smoke, or I've seen one guy who was so, everybody thought he was like so tapped in and so spiritual, and he would like chew, I don't know what it was, chewing tobacco, or I forget what it was, and he'd be like spitting things, and I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> How is this, like, I see these people, because I got to travel with a lot of them, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but they're human. I know some who had had affairs. I know some who, but they still are amazing at what they do and what they teach. And we're human. We're, we're people. You know, sometimes we say, oh, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Well, we're human beings. We're yeah, human We're human beings. beings, not just human doings. Yeah. We're not just human doings. We're human beings and we have to be human. And, and we learn like, I've had an affair like years and years ago, years and years ago on my, my first marriage. And it wasn't even an affair by the time I left. It was like, I just, I just kissed someone. And that was enough for me to be like, okay, this marriage is done because that's so bad. And I'm so bad. And now I need to shame myself and, you know, lash myself a thousand times. Um, and you know, I was in a relationship with somebody that's, that said, You'll never make it without me. So then I had to go prove that I, I could make it without you. And I am a good person. Um, interesting, though, I put weight back on. <laughs> That's exactly what I did, too. I lost a lot of weight. I was looking like a million bucks, feeling gorgeous. I was still, it was in my 20s. I was still really young. I, I'd settled down really young. I got married at 21. I was with the same person since I was a teenager. And I went out one night with girlfriends, and I had a little too much to drink, which I never, ever, ever, ever did either. And I guess someone, and I came right home and told my husband, and he was like, that's it, we're done. And I was like, oh. So now I tell women, don't tell. <laughs> don't tell. Keep these little secrets to yourself. Um, and then decide if you don't want to be there. But anyways, that's bad too. Anyways, um, Ellen, so I hear you. I think this is a struggle that a lot of women have. Like, how do we, how do we have it all? How do we do it all? And I think it, there has to be a, something within us that feels safe enough that we're not going to mess our life up. We're going to make our life better. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, Ellen, you, if you feel that losing weight is going to make you healthier and you're going to be more confident, then you have to, you have to have a conversation with your chubby bubby. And you need to like really explain to her, like, thank you so much for protecting me from myself because I don't want to go through another marriage. I don't want to, I want to, and you have to even ask yourself, why, why, why is it so important to stay with one person if you're not fulfilled? But then on the other end, that's your Puritan. There's a lot going on in there. And, and I think it's, it's no, there is a lot going on in there. There always is, right? I mean, you jump from one thing to the next. Yeah. Um, depending on the mood and the day and yeah. what's happening around Listen, you. There's times um, I say to myself, there's times I say to myself, Crystal, but this is who you are. Like, you know, you've been, you've been trying to lose weight now for, for 10 years. You've been talking about your weight now for 10 years since you got remarried and you were absolutely smoking hot when you got married. And how is it that you've put on 40 pounds since you got married it's only been 14 years. How did that happen? Well, there's a part of me that goes, oh, maybe it's called menopause. Oh, maybe it's called enjoying the good life. Oh, maybe it's called you're not having enough sex and you don't want to do anything naughty. So you need to put a nice layer of fat on you so that you stay happy at home. 
I don't know. It could be comfort. It could be comfort. It could be I'm I'm comfortable and I'm happy and I just want to grow old with one person and be like the Waltons. And maybe that's the way that I've decided. That's good. It's safe. It's fine. But if it's not working for you, you have one of two options, really, to either say, this isn't working for me anymore. Chubby Bubby, thank you. I love you. You did the job I asked you to do. And now you need to trust me that I am going to give us a great life and you don't need to run the show anymore. And she either is going to trust you and give up the reins or she's going to say, I do not trust you. So you better learn to accept me because I'm going to make sure we're safe. So give it up, Ellen, and let me be in charge. Well, I mean, I did have a chat with Chubby Bubby and kind of said those things. Yeah. Um, almost all of those things. And what'd she say back to you? Well, nothing really. She just kind of went, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, Alan. <laughs> I don't believe you at all. And you don't even believe you. That's why you're laughing, because you're like, yeah, right. We know we're not going to change. But you change only happens once you accept something. Like, you have to have a level of acceptance of like, okay... I got you. You've been taking care of me. You've been doing a great job. I actually really accept you because this whole, what you started off, the very first thing you said about her is, I say a lot of nasty things about her. I did. She doesn't feel accepted. She doesn't no. feel accepted. She doesn't feel loved. And, you know, there's a great uh, Carl Jung saying that what we resist persists. Yeah. And then I added a little extra to it that said, and what, we accept changes. And we really can't change anything, even in empowerment, not even this archetype work, but even if we were to look at the map of empowerment or the, the map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins, we would see mm -hmm. that acceptance resonates. So there would be, as you're moving through and you'd be like, I'm saying mean things to her. Well, I'm angry at her. And then above anger is, is dignity or pride. And you have to have the dignity or pride to say, like, I'm angry about this. I say I want to lose weight. I say I want to be healthier. I'm angry that I'm not doing what I know I want to do. And you have to have the courage to ask yourself, well, what would courage have me do? And, and then courage allows you to at least try to be neutral and see both perspectives, like the perspective of your chubby bubby and the perspective of your charmer. Because your daughter energy is like, listen, I want her to be sexy. I want her to look like a million bucks. I want her to feel amazing. Your narcissist right in there too going, me, 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 I want to be in charge. I want to run the show. And then your mother energy on the other side is saying like, Ellen, no. When you did this before and you thought you looked great, you 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 create chaos in our lives and you rock the boat and and disrupt things we don't trust you so this really is a conversation that goes on between these different parts of us and i'll tell you one thing chubby bubby is not going to give up the reins and trust you if you're still being mean to her because she does not feel loved she does yeah. not feel appreciated yeah. she feels really hurt and she's not going to trust someone who is 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 being really hurtful and, and mean to her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I does, do. Does that I make do. sense? 
Like, gotta how, quit looking in the mirror. How do you feel about your charmer? We haven't even gotten to her yet. We're going to be doing her next Wednesday. But how do you feel about the part mm -hmm. of you that is sexy and charming and and outgoing and full of life and and has a real sexual chemistry about her and sex? She just has some sex appeal about her. How do you feel about her? Hmm. Um. She's been packed away for a while. Yeah, and what do you th what do you, how do you feel about her? Do you, are you afraid of her? No. Ooh, that was quick. No, nope. No, I'm not afraid of her at all. So how do you think um, she feels that you've you're not afraid of her, and yet you've 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 locked her down in your basement and chained her to the wall, and then and then put a padlock well, on the door, and then got some pit bulls so that she stays stuck down there. <laughs> I think it's. Um, in a sense, I guess it's it's uh, it's part of the mother energy that said, "You better stay down there." Yeah, it's your trouble. Yeah, you are trouble, woman. You are trouble. <laughs> you're like Adam and Eve, and you're like Eve, and you ate the apple, and we got thrown out of the Garden of Eden because of you, and you're naughtiness, naughty, naughty, naughty. So, what if uh, little Eve? Little Eve, I like, I think your daughter energy, we're going to call her Eve. I'm, I'm going with Eve. You can call her Eve. <laughs> yeah, I feel like your daughter energy, because Ellen is you, Eve, and then who's your mother energy? What name should we give her? Um, hmm. I feel she needs to be an E2, like Elaine. We have Elaine, Ellen, and Eve. <laughs> Elaine and Eve need to make friends, because... Eve eventually is going to want to bust out of the basement, and she when she busts out, she's going to shock you with the shit she does. If you yeah, can, again. If you can gently let her up, and maybe the three of you could sit at the dining room table this afternoon and uh -huh. have, have a conversation and say, like, okay, Ellen, uh, not Ellen, Elaine, chubby bubby, why are you so afraid of Eve? Why are you so afraid of her? Why are you controlling? Why are you so mean to her? She's the part of us that's going to keep us healthy and vibrant and alive. And what do you think Eve would say back to her? And maybe you can just be the silent observer and witness the two of them and love them both. Yeah, could do that. Maybe Ellen doesn't have to be mean anymore to uh, Elaine. <laughs> Somebody listening to this would be like, you guys have multiple personalities. And we'd be like, yeah, we do. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. And then we have to make friends with all these different parts of us. But maybe Ellen can just be the loving, neutral, silent observer that says, I love you both. Like, I love both of you, actually. And once your chubby bubby actually feels like you, Ellen, do love both of you she's not going to fight for your attention she actually feels like you really love eve you don't like her at all mm -hmm. you love your charmer you actually are like nope i like her okay well she's yeah. your shadow in in integrative psychology we would say that your ego is your chubby bubby your mother energy is your ego that's how you're showing up in the world it feels safer yeah. but your shadow part of you that you've buried 
the part of you that you're you don't want anyone to know about but she's actually driving all your choices because you have to do so much you have to exert so much energy to keep your shadow in the dark it takes a lot mm -hmm. of work to keep your shadow buried down in the basement yeah she's freedom she's freedom and like you're literally keeping yourself you've keep you've kept your freedom locked away and you know it might just be, it might not even, I, I just think it might be like just saying, let's not let her run the show either, Chubby Bubby, but let's just find out what she's here to teach us. And let's find out why we're so afraid of her. Like, we have to find out why we're so afraid of the part of us that is fun and sexy and vibrant and and filled with sex appeal and charm. She's so damn charming. My God, your little Eve. She could open doors for you that you were there were no doors. <laughs> so, how do you feel about letting her up out of the basement? Just, just with you and and your chubby bubby. Just the three of you to have. A dialogue, a, a conversation, like actually do it with your journal. Don't just like do this all in your head or you'll feel like you're going crazy. Do it with your <laughs> journal. And I, in fact, I would yeah. even get like a red colored pen and a black colored pen and maybe a blue colored pen. And then I'd let them have two distinct colors, like maybe Chubby Bubby is red and, and Eve is blue. And that when you see those pen, you know that she's, and when it's the black pen, it's Alan talking. Hey guys, um, I'm the judge here. I'm impartial. I love you both. And then, you know, Elaine, Chubby Bubby's going to go, no, you don't, Ellen. No, you don't love us both. That's not even true. I know you don't like me. In fact, you hate me. You're mortified of me. You say the meanest things to me. And then you'd have to be like, oh, oh, I thought that was Eve doing that. And then Eve would be like, it is me. I'm pissed off at both of you. <laughs> Eve would be like, you've had me locked down in this goddamn basement for so long. Do you know how dark it is down here? I am lonely. I am hurt. I am sad. I'm. I just want to give you both a little freedom. Like Elaine, are you happy? No, you're not happy. You don't like being in charge. You don't like being in charge. You're chubby and you feel embarrassed and you can never find anything good to wear. So why don't you just let up on the reins a little bit, Ellen? Will you please love her, Ellen? Can yeah. you please give Elaine a little hug? I'll give her a hug and love her. Give her a nice meal. Thank her for doing a great job. Make her some mashed potatoes with gravy. <laughs> it always works for me. Just a little yeah. mashed potatoes. Comfort food. Some nice comfort food. Give her an ice cream cone at the end. And then, like, say, okay, Eve, I can't let you disrupt my life. I can't let you ruin my life. I, I really don't want to ruin my marriage. Like, unless you do, Ellen. Unless no, you I do. comfortable. Well, then just be comfortable. Love your life, but make it better. Don't Don't mess anything up. Just be like... Eve, listen to me loud and clear, girl. I'm not going to let you out of the basement if you try to create chaos. I will put you back there. Because at this point in my life, I don't feel like starting all over again. I can still have fun. I can still go out. I can still exercise. I can still feel beautiful. I do think you're amazing. I think you're awesome. You're, you have tons of energy, and I'd like a little more of you in our life. But you're going to have to trust me, Ellen. Okay, I need to be in charge now. You don't get to be in charge. And Chubby Bubby, you don't get to be in charge. You're both going to have to trust me that I can take care of you. And I love you both. And I'm so sorry you've been like sibling rivalry. 
They're literally like the most dysfunctional mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. Right? Like if we actually they think are. of it in our real life, we'd be like, my mother is so dis my daughter is mother relationship is so dysfunctional they hate each other and this is not going to work because they're both inside of you yeah right so it's like you can't be at war with yourself you can't you can't stay at war with yourself these two parts of you we want to we want to get them some counseling so they can become friends and and be a good healthy mother daughter relationship I know it all sounds cute, and it is fun work. It's profoundly healing. Okay. The I'm only gonna way have you're to gonna do that, and I'll the, journal it. Yeah, and Ellen, I was gonna say the only way it works in in for me is talking about it and journaling. Like I get a lot myself out of just journaling, um, but I also get to do so much coaching with women like this that half of what I just said to you that that's that's my Eve and my Ellen. I mean, my even my Elaine, like that's my, that's my, and I'm thinking of Elaine from Seinfeld. I don't know why. Like I'm just thinking, you know, she like, she's so fun, but she's really motherly. Like she's the mother out of that whole group of friends. I don't know why I'm just thinking Elaine, but you know, she has yeah. her, her, her. Anyways, poor Elaine from Seinfeld. So we got Eve, who's like a sexy goddess, and we got Elaine, who's like, please just be responsible. And we got Ellen, who's got to be. Spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Does that help, Ellen, for now? It does. It does. I think um, I'm going to work on this. You and, have to. Uh, you have to. And you only you can do it. Like, we can talk about it, but only you can actually write the words. And why don't you share them in our private message form? Because being seen and validated is a massive part of our own healing. That's why we can't heal alone. Yeah. If we could, we all would. Who wants to put this stuff out there for the world? And the truth is you're not true. Putting, excuse me. You're not putting it out there for the world. I just had bubbly pop and I'm not pop, but Perrier. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I hope I'm not burping on you right now. Okay. My, my woman energy is like, Krista, what's wrong with you? Why would you be burping? You're so bad. And my daughter energy is like, hee, 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 hee. burp some more. Um, <laughs> but that's why this work works is that it's really about you getting to know the different parts of you and making friends with them and not just friends with them but all of you becoming friends so that Ellen the real you the woman energy in you can get back to running your life mm -hmm. and believe me your woman energy isn't going to let you do anything unreasonable she's very reasonable she's very loving she's very fun she is she is oh I feel it you're Ellen you're mm -hmm. amazing I know that I can be. Yeah. Well, you are the real you. You are amazing. And you've been amazing so much of your life. And you sometimes just get afraid of your own greatness. That can be it. Yeah, I think. Well, you know, there's that great, that great quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is mm. not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's your light that most frightens you. And so Chubby Bubby has come along to say, 
well, I will keep us safe until you feel safe enough to shine. Okay. I'm sending you huge hugs and big loves and all right. And I, I got would, lots of work to do. Yeah, and don't even think of it that way. Start with little. It could be one paragraph. Just one right. paragraph from each of them. It doesn't have to be the mad scientist doesn't need to take over and have you writing for 16 hours. It could be give yourself a timer on your clock for 20 minutes. Do this for 20 minutes and then stop and, and, and post it in the forum. Because there is something so hugely powerful about being validated and seen and witnessed. It's like it helps us to own our story so it doesn't keep owning us. I agree. I do that to other people myself. I know, Ellen. Now it's time for you to do it for you. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having the courage to share it. I think so many women will get so much out of this conversation, even if they're laughing and thinking, these ladies sound crazy. They get it. <laughs> the crazy ladies, yeah. The crazy ladies. <laughs> this is our woman energy, though. Our woman energy gets this. That's our collective unconscious. That's what Carl Jung would say. You know why we get this? Because we are all connected. Mm -hmm. We are all yeah. connected. Yeah. And our, our that connection helps us to go, oh my God, I get exactly what she's talking about. I have it too. I feel it too. Hey Ellen, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head to Melanie all right. in Berlin, Germany, <laughs> because she's been on the line and I'd love to and have waiting. a chat with with no, not waiting. Just it's perfect. I think you got what you needed today, and uh, yeah, and I think you have a little bit of work you got to do. Yeah, I do. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for this? All right. That was easy. That's my easy button. It's not that hard, <laughs> Ellen. I'm sending you huge love and uh, big hugs. I I know it's it's not as hard as you think. So don't have it in your head that you have lots of work to do. You just might have a All little right. bit of work to do. Okay. 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 Thanks, Alan. Talk to you soon. Loving you. Loving you. Oops, just cut her off. Sorry about that. I just cut you off in the middle of the love. Melanie, I wanted to get to you before we have to say goodbye today. How are you, goddess? Hi there, Crystal. Hi, <laughs> Melanie. It's so nice to it hear is. your voice. Yeah, it's so nice to talk to you directly. It's uh, almost uh, unreal. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, I'm, what can I do for you today? I'm, yeah, so I just realized today that I'm still um, in my head. I'm still nagging with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Um, like, I keep talking to him, telling him why it's impossible to have a relationship with him. Yeah. And we broke up in uh, just before Christmas in December, so that's that's been a while and we haven't been together for years or something. So um, I'm wondering why why I can't let him go. And I also feel like I don't even like him especially, like the personality he has, it really doesn't match mine. Yeah. But there's some part in me that can't let him go. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And the truth is, it doesn't matter if you were with him for 70 years or for seven months. Sometimes we just have this connection with someone and we know they're not good for us. 
and we know, yeah. we just know you're not good for me. I'm better without you, but there's something that's keeping me connected. So here's some things that are going to come up for me that I'm going to ask. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just my kind of intuition wondering. Um, first, tell me what the connection was that, that you, the, the, the thing that was powerful between you. Was it sex? Um, what was the, was what was it? Was it a mental connection? Was it a spiritual connection? Was it a sexual connection? Even though there's a million things that he's not good for you, but what was the yeah. part that you were like, oh, there's just this one thing about him that, ugh. Mm. There was the sexual connection for sure. Yep. There um, it is. Oops, there it is. Oops, there yeah. it is. Yeah. But I don't think that was it. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe there was, was? Like, like a physical magnetism. Yes, that's what I mean by the what sexual, the physical. Mm -hmm. Were you really yeah. physically attracted to him? Yeah, I was. Yeah. And I was also a little flattered because he was quite a bit younger. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, because I'm in my middle age and I do have a little bit of a problem with aging now. Yeah. And I think that I I felt his age still when I met him and I, I didn't identify myself with being my age. So maybe it was also a little bit of a flattering thing that he would even be interested in me. Okay. And so tell me, did you end it or did he end it? Um I would say that I ended it once a week <laughs> while we were together, but I never really obviously uh, went through with it. And it then ended when he was ready to end it too. So it was the two of us saying, yeah, this is no good for us. Yeah. And can you think back to like, what? why were you ending it on a weekly basis? Because he, is, he says it about himself that he's quite disconnected from himself from feeling his body and from feeling his emotions. Yeah. And I never had the feeling that I'm together with a normal person. <laughs> like, he doesn't, he cannot make any compliments. Uh, I had the feeling that he's very much either, he's in a very almost grandfather energy. The way that he looks at the world, the things that annoy him are pretty conservative and I would think a young man can he can he be busy with other stuff I mean there's so much more interesting stuff to be busy with and the other thing is that he's a very child uh, he has a big child energy so he wouldn't touch me like a woman or he wouldn't kiss me like a woman uh, he would be very matter-of-fact a little bit of computer nerd he would always go on and on and on about what he ordered online or what he's going to order online okay. and so, okay. give me all the details of all the gadgets and it wasn't emotional. Yeah. I didn't feel any romance and passion. Yeah. Okay. So I there's a couple things, there's a couple things that I'm hearing and it's, it's, I mean, I'm just kind of thin slicing this. Like I don't have all the details, so I can't, but just, right. I can, I can kind of intuitively and just the work that I do say, so you were swinging back and forth between being his mother and being yeah. his daughter. So you would, yeah. at times he would yeah. be the grandfather and you'd be his granddaughter, <laughs> like even yeah. though he was younger. Yeah. Than, yeah. And then there were times that you would be um, the mother and he would act like a child. So you were never connecting woman to man. 
I think part yeah, of it, I think part of it was, it's both of you. Part of it was that he, there is something about him that is attracted to an older woman. And there's something about you that it bothered you that you were an older woman, but, but you were older, but you were older than yeah. that. So you were wanting him to be at the same place as you emotionally. And I think there was probably a story that you had going on in your head that he could never be because chronologically he was younger than you. You also said that you struggle with getting older. So I wonder if there's also a deep fear in there that I can't fall for this guy. Like when I'm 70, he's only going to be 50 or I don't know the age difference. But, you know, like I think there was probably a fear in you that like as I get older, he's going to cheat on me. He's not going to be faithful to me. He's not going to this is this is not going to work. Mm. Yeah. Is any of that I feel like truth? Yeah, totally. I feel, um, I think the granddaughter in me was mad at the grandfather and him because I was like, okay, you're the younger person and now I have to deal with the same shit that I would have to deal with with older persons. Right. <laughs> and, the, and, and then the, he the, almost couldn't even touch you like a woman because his grandfather was like, well, this is inappropriate. Like, so you were, I almost feel like you were in daughter energy in that relationship and he was in father energy. And even though you were, this is why I always say emotional age has nothing to do with chronological age, right? Like you can be the much older person chronologically, but be emotionally much younger. So he sounds like he was emotionally like an old man. And you were like, you're boring. Why are you being so boring? But I'm so freaking attracted to you. You're so cute. I just want you. Yeah. To, I want you to be what I want you to be, but you're not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I also think that he wanted me to be more in a mama, mama uh, energy with him. Yeah, because he was actually more... attracted to you that you were older. He was attracted he to you that you were older. He always, like, he's still in touch with all his ex-girlfriends, and all of them are, like, his age or younger, but they treat him the way a mother would treat their son. They take care of him, yeah. you know, like so a mother. And you're, you're not, you're, so the difference of Ellen and you, and I know you were listening, I think, to the conversation with Ellen. I uh, cannot hear you anymore. Yeah, my internet just went out for a second there. Oh, um, I know. That's okay. So... Uh, interesting that when we were talking with Ellen, sh her shadow is her daughter energy. That's the part of her that she's like, oh, I've kept her locked in the basement. Whereas for you, your daughter energy is more your ego. Your ego or the one that's more dominant, the one you're more comfortable showing the world is the fun, playful, young, youthful, charming, freedom-loving, let's have fun um, daughter energy. And you were like, I'm not going to be anyone's mother. I'm certainly not going to be this guy's mother. Um so the question is, you're not going to stay with him. You're not going to be together. And you're wondering, how do I let go? Right. Have you written him a goodbye letter? Um, no, I haven't. I would love I mean, for you to I... start with a goodbye letter. And it, the, the letter you're not going to send to him, you're going to send it to me. Okay. And you're going to write... All the could have beens and the should have beens and the ought to have beens in that letter. It can be as long as you need it to be. It can be filled with 
rage. It can be filled with sorrow, sadness, fear. It can be filled with all the could have been's and the should have been's and how great it might have been. And just let yourself like kind of grieve the loss because there's something about him that you're not able to let go of yet. Yeah. And the reason for that is that you're still sort of feel a little bit like you, there's still a part of you that's like holding on to like what it could have been. Like we could have been so good. Yeah. Yeah. True. We could have been so good, but we, we weren't. And mm-hmm. there's the wondering of like, why? Why didn't it work? Why couldn't it have worked? Why couldn't we have gotten this figured out? We were together off and on for a long time, and there was a part of me that was so attracted to you physically, even though maybe we didn't actually have the sex that I know we could have had, or we didn't right. have the relationship we could have had. Um, but God, I was so attracted to you, and it could have been so good. And that's what you're holding on to. You're, you need to grieve the could-have-beens and the should-have-beens and the ought-to-have-beens. And then there will come a point that you realize, but we weren't, but it's not, and it will never be. But you, I think you need to write that, that letter, the, 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 a letter that allows you, all of you, to you know, tell him how he hurt you, tell him where he dropped the ball, tell him what you needed from him. Um, and if you want to, you can thank him for what you did get or what you did learn. You don't have to. It can be a, a, it can be a letter that's, that's pure grieving. I think you need to allow yourself to grieve the loss of that relationship. And I don't know that you've really properly grieved it and transitioned through it. Grief has stages that have to happen for us to, for us to let go and be ready for the next great relationship that's on its way to you. And there is a great relationship on its way to you. But we have to grieve that one first. And you're going to learn when we, and I know, Melanie, you've just signed up to become an empowerment coach. Um, so you're going to love the lesson on grieving. And there is a great book by William Bridges called Transitions. And he mm-hmm. talks about the three stages of grief, which is the ending. There's a real ending. And then there's the no man's land in between, which is confusion, a lot of fear and, and confusion. And then there's the new beginning. So you're kind of in the, in, the, in the middle stage right now, which is I can't let go, but I can't make it work but I, I'm still in kind of no man's land. And why can't I let go? Well, because you're still in the grieving process and, and you, haven't, you haven't moved through it yet. And you will. You will move through it once you have the tools to know how to. But the thing is with grief, scientists have shown and proven that there is something called the grief loop. And in the brain, we can stay really stuck in this place because when you think of him, you have sorrow but you also when you think of him think of times that were good so it also lights up the pleasure part of your brain so thinking of him causes you pain and pleasure almost simultaneously right and that's why a lot of people get caught in the grieving loop we can't we can't move through our grief properly and just let go because you're still holding on to just something that could have been good. Mm-hmm. Because there were things about him that were good. 
but yeah. but he but he's not the right guy for you. He's not the one for you. And Melanie, you'll you'll know if 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 you're right, if you're if there's something in you that when you move through this grieving process and you get back up through your fear and back into ready for a new beginning, which is desire, and on the map of empowerment that we teach, if you were to actually climb the ladder or do the shoots and shoots and ladder game or the snakes and ladders, you would actually go, oh, shame is at the bottom, then there's guilt, then there's blame, then there's grief, grieving, then there's fear, and then there's desire again. And you actually have to move from the grieving into fear, the what ifs, what will be, who will I be, what will it be without him, then you get to actually move into desire again. And that's when you can start thinking, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? What would a healthy relationship look like? What would it be a relationship that's fulfilling? And then you get to write your wish list, which is, which is we're going to get to that, which is going to be a list that is all the qualities a person must have for you to fall in love and be with them and get really clear on that list. So moving forward, you will know, I need a man or a, a woman or a person. I need someone who has these qualities and if I can see that they don't have these important qualities like they have to love how fun you are they have to they have to love your freedom they have to love your joy to vibra they have to love the stuff about you that makes you so vibrant they have to touch you like a woman they have to make love to you like a woman they have to make you feel like a woman. That is so important for you to feel sexy and beautiful. And these are important things that you will know moving forward. I need that. You know, it's really interesting because I had a I had a similar situation. I was with someone for seven years. And it was like I wanted to break up with them every week, just like you. But we hung on for seven years. And a year after we broke up, I met Aaron and and the day that I met Aaron, I was supposed to meet him after like a year hiatus of my heart just wasn't letting go and I was broken hearted and I was like, you know, and I finally called him and said like maybe, you know, we should see each other because I'm not getting over you. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not doing well. And he actually made plans with me and said, "Okay, baby, baby, baby. Yeah, I love you. Oh my god, I love you." And we got to get he were supposed to get together on the Friday night and he stood me up. And it was so shocking because he had told me, like, I will love you forever. You're the one. Anytime you want me back. And when I finally called him, he bailed on me. Anyways, that next day, I wrote my goodbye letter. And I wrote, I, like, it was like, I don't care if you come back to me now and you come back with, you know, bells and whistles and, and a huge diamond ring and flowers. And I'm I'm done. I'm done with you. And I wrote that goodbye letter and I had a bonfire going and I burnt it. And then I wrote a letter, a wish list of all the qualities a man would have to have for me to, for me to fall in love, for me to be with him. And, you know, interestingly, I didn't put enough about like, I, we need amazing sex. I need, but I, I did put things like, <laughs> I need a man who sees me like instantly and realizes who I am and like is in awe of me. It is in Gaga. I need a man who wants me who, who his, and I literally got that night. I went out that night and I hadn't been out with girlfriends since I'd broken up a year before. I went out that night and there was Aaron and he would like made a beeline for me. Ding. 
And he was like, oh, all, all over. And I was like, no, the last thing I want is another. He, man, four months later, he put a ring on it. And he was, he was just so into me. And funny enough, he's younger than me. And he is playful and fun. But I sometimes still feel like that in an honest moment. Like, touch me like you're not afraid of me. Like, I, like touch me like I am the most delicious woman. Don't touch me like I'm a saint or a goddess. Like, that you're almost afraid that you won't be enough of a man for how... That's really what your guy was feeling. Like, you're just such a woman that he... He didn't know how to meet you in that. He didn't know how to meet you in that place. Mm -hmm. So start with your goodbye letter and let yourself really grieve. And if you need to put on sad music or your favorite songs that you had with him, play them. Grieve this. Meet yourself there. Meet yourself in that grieving place. Because you've, you on some level, you have a broken heart. That's what's going on. You have a broken mm -hmm. heart. And even though you know he's not the one for you for forever and a day, you really had something special with him. Yeah, I did. And you never know. The truth is, we never know what the future holds. The day may come that he does his own work and you do your own work and you run into each other and you're, you're not showing up in daughter energy anymore. You're really showing up in woman energy. And all of a sudden, he's like... I don't know how to be a man now with you. Mm. We never know, Melanie. That's the thing about life. Miracles do happen. And when we do our work, we change our part in the equation. So maybe you're not ready to fully let him go, but you're going to let go of the way it was. Mm. You're going to let go of grieving the could have beens and the should have beens and the way it was. That's what you're going to let go of because... I think you just need to really do a, a letting go. And then once you've shared it with me, I want you to do a little burning ritual. Like even if it's just a lasagna pan and you print the letter off or you write it in your journal and you rip it out and then you light that letter on fire and you let those words burn and, and let yourself feel yourself letting go of what was. And then you're going to move through a little fear of like, well, what now? And every time he comes up, this is what I want you to say. Every time in your mind's eye you think of him, you say his first name. What's just his first name? Do you feel comfortable saying his first name to me? Yeah, sure. Uh, Kyle. Kyle? No, I'm sorry. Carl. Oh, Carl. Okay, so you're going to say yeah. every time you think of him, you're going to say, I let you go, Carl. Out loud. Mm -hmm. I let you go. Yeah. I let you go, Carl. I let you go mm. and just keep saying it. And then the moment will come where you'll be like, okay, clearly Melanie, you haven't let him go. Cause you're still saying it. Like I remember the time that I laughed at myself. Cause I was like, I let you go. I let you go. I let you go. And then one day I was just like, when the fuck am I going to let him go? Cause I'm still saying it. Um, but the day did come that I realized I don't think about you anymore. And it took me time. It took me time. I was a married woman and I still had times that I would feel sad and like, why didn't that work out? Like, why, why did he have to be that way? Why did, couldn't he have been faithful? Why couldn't he have been, why did he have to be like that? Why did he break my heart like that? Why did I let myself fall for a guy that I knew? I saw the signs from the beginning. God. And 
there's a part of us that's almost mad at ourselves too. Like, why did I let myself get involved with someone who I saw the signs and ignored them? Yeah, I saw it right in the beginning. You did? Yeah. So you also need After to write a... I told him, I don't want to see you anymore because we are not good for each other. And then you and hung on and you stayed on and you like stayed on. <laughs> so yeah. you, you maybe also need to write a letter to yourself to forgive yourself. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I'm angry with, like, I'm every day I'm angry with him, but I think I'm actually also angry with myself yeah. that I tapped into the same thing again. I was so mad at myself. Why did I do that to myself? Why yeah. did I choose that? Why did I set myself back? Why did I let my heart and soul and body and morals and a million things, why did I let myself do that to myself? I was so mad at myself. So you also mm -hmm. have to forgive yourself and just mm -hmm. be like, Melanie, I forgive you for making the wrong choice in a man. And, mm. you know, we have to forgive that part of us. So I think you have two letters to write, and I would love for you to email them to me at crystal at swatinstitute.com mm -hmm. when you're ready. And they don't have to be perfect, and they don't have to be like you're writing a novel. You don't have to, you can pour it out. You don't have to worry about spell check. You don't have to worry about grammar. Just let her rip and let yourself have a little tear or two because you probably need it. Thank you so, so much, Crystal. That helped a lot. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of the show today. Thank you to Ellen. You were amazing. Thank you to Melanie. You're amazing. Thank you for those of you that raised your hand and we didn't have a chance to get to you. Please, July, the first Friday in July, mark it on your calendar now. Be the first one in the vault in this conference line. Raise your hand, star two on the keypad, and you'll be the first one that I coach next time around. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here with us. We couldn't do this show without you. Thank you for your courage, for your vulnerability, for showing up, and for letting me do what I love to do, because I really do love doing it. And I'll see you in a month from now. Have a great month of June. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.